And now, The Mentors, one of the most popular and unique shows on the radio today. Each week, one of our four remarkable CEOs, including Tom Lord, John Phillips, and Rick Brutico, will challenge your thinking about life and work. Sought after for their success and for consistently putting people first, treating employees and customers with respect, and helping others succeed, now these same CEOs, the mentors, want to help you achieve your highest level of profitability, success, and personal fulfillment in life, at work, and in business. Now, here's your mentor. Welcome. I'm Tom Laurie, and I will be your host today. It is great to have you join us. We have a very special guest mentor today. It is Dave Mosby, who has been the CEO of four companies, three which he started and another which was public, that he came in to turn around. He grew the public valuation of this company 25 times in two and a half years. He is also the co-author of a highly acclaimed book, The Paradox of Excellence, How Great Performance Can Kill Your Business. Today, Dave is the founder and CEO of E2I Academy, which is a boot camp for entrepreneurs and offers programs and classes to help them accelerate their access to capital, expertise, and other resources they need to grow their business. Dave works with angel groups all over the world in preparing entrepreneurs for raising money and getting their business up and running. Welcome, Dave. Thanks, Tom. It's a delight to be here. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time to become a guest mentor. Let's get started today with some insights on excellence and the paradox that this presents. You've got a very interesting title of a book, The Paradox of Excellence, and I know it's not the same uh, what you're talking about in your book about what we hear all the time these days, perfect is the enemy of the good. It's a different concept. Yes. So why don't you tell us about excellence and how, if it's not properly managed, it can kill you. So that's the reason that is, we call this a paradox is because that's something that's not obvious. But the basic premise is really simple. The better you do your job, the more invisible you become, everything but bad news. And the longer you do a good job, the more your perceived value erodes because your customers forget the pain you're relieving. And it doesn't matter what kind of business you're in, whether it's software or logistic services. And I think it applies to individuals as well, right? Oh, very much so. Uh, this is, so oftentimes uh, in a corporate setting, you hear, okay, it's only the squeaky wheel that gets the grease. Well, maybe I ought to just be a squeaky wheel. No, that'll get you fired. <laughs> But it's what's really important is to understand that phenomenon and that it's an extension of just being a human being, that we tend to take the things that we experience most frequently for granted. So when you're always doing a great job, what's going to happen out of human nature is you will begin to fade into the background. So it's important for you to learn how to manage your visibility in a positive way. And what was the catalyst for writing this book? You have an interesting story uh, when you were a consultant <laughs> about how you came about this subject. Uh, so it was absolutely fascinating. I was working for one of the, as an advisor to one of the top five supply chain companies in the world. And suddenly they had a handful of their biggest customers all of a sudden say, we're going to fire you. And so everybody was really alarmed. It looks like everything is going just great. What had happened was the diverse, diverse set of services being provided to all of their clients were getting grumbly responses from some people on the ground. And so what we discovered that they were doing a fabulous job, but they had lost the ability to reveal the context of what they were delivering. And so when all the grumbling surfaced to the head of logistics, the head of logistics thought, oh, man, things must be going terribly. And when, in fact, they were really going great, but the context had been lost. So explain that a little bit more about the context. About the context. Yes. So whenever you do something, uh, people always are evaluating you. 
your spouse, your kids, your business partners, your customers. So they're always asking themselves, what have you done for me lately? How fast did you do it? How well did you do it? And what was the economic impact for me? The problem is they never tell you that. But those four questions are the key drivers for value going forward. So when you learn how to reveal those, that's how you overcome the paradox of excellence. Did that make sense? Repeat those four values one more time. Okay. So everyone hears Think them of very it this clearly. way. Think of it as 3VQ. Well, that's really weird. Volume, velocity, value, and quality. Volume is... Here's what you've done for me lately. Uh, velocity is how fast did you do it? Value is what was the economic impact? And quality is what has been the quali qualitative impact of your service. Does that make sense? It does. So 3VQ, volume, velocity, value, and quality. Keep those in your mind and answer those in every correspondence that you have with your customers. Yeah, and also, uh, when I think of being at home, we take our spouses for granted, don't we? I mean, I was just thinking about my my wife and what a great cook she is, and that. Uh, so when's the last? When's so? So when's the last time you told her? And how could she let you know? You know, um, we've had forty two dinners at home this week or this month, and you say, "Wow, I didn't realize that." That's really terrific. Thanks, Patty. And so those kind of things can have a significant positive impact on your family relationships. Yeah, that would be great. And uh, in the book, uh, I, you have some kind of a self-assessment there as well that people can go to. Yes. And look at their situation and take a little test. Yes. So that that is how to take a look at what you're doing to answer those questions for your customers. So the first thing you need to do is to understand what your customers value, not what you think they value. And that's what leads you then through these other four steps that I just described. So you have to do a value assessment, not from your perspective, but from theirs. And this uh, book is available on Amazon, and we'll yep. post a link to the website uh, so people can uh, go and find that book without any difficulty. In a minute, we're going to talk a little bit about Dave's journey, and we're going to go to break. And when we come back, we'll be talking uh, with Dave Mosby, who is our guest today, and his journey to becoming a mentor to thousands of entrepreneurs. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. My Pillow is now offering 50% off their four-pack special plus free shipping. Go to MyPillow.com or call 1-800-890-6632, 1-800-890-6632, and use promo code MENTORS. That's 50% off plus free shipping. Don't delay. Order now. In classrooms across America, students are not learning the same history you did. Last year, McGraw-Hill apologized for calling slave trade immigration. And a popular world history textbook devotes a full chapter to Islam and Muhammad, but only a few sentences to Christianity and Christ. Recent federal testing shows students are far worse in knowledge of U.S. history than in math. Only 12% of high school students are proficient in U.S. history. Today's history textbooks not only fail to engage, they favor political correctness over true history. This is a serious problem that has a far-reaching impact on our culture and our future. What are your kids and grandkids learning? At CatholicTextbookProject.com, you'll find fresh, accurate, engaging history textbooks 
Used in Catholic schools in more than 60 dioceses, these textbooks are highly praised by all, even award-winning secular university professors. Go to catholictextbookproject.com to find out why. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie, and today we are talking to Dave Mosby, the author of the acclaimed Paradox of Excellence, and someone who is serving and has served as a mentor to thousands of entrepreneurs. Dave, where did you grow up? So I grew up mostly in the Midwest, but but my dad was in the military when I was a kid, and so we moved around every 18 months for until I was actually until I was 30 years old. What branch of service was your... My dad was in the Navy. I was in the Air Force, and we're all over the place. Okay. And I saw that you had done, you had worked in uh, software for the Air Force as well? Yes. As part of being in the military, you did that as, or <laughs> yeah, when you were so, out? So, I, so during the Vietnam era was when I was in the Air Force, and I had the amazing blessing of being able to work in the military intelligence unit of the Air Force both in San Antonio, Texas, and at um, NSA outside at Fort Meade, Washington, outside uh, Washington D.C., and then a couple more years at SAC Underground uh, in Omaha, Nebraska. So you you got a, quite an education then when you were in the service with regards to software, software development. It sounds like, uh, and the thing that we call big data today is kind of amusing because. The things that we were doing in the military intelligence community in the early 70s were huge data, even compared to today. And I know in the Air Force, or excuse me, in the Navy, or no, the Air Force. My dad was in the Navy, Navy, I was uh, in the Air Force, yes. Okay, I have a brother that was in the Navy, and we've got two stepsons that are in the Air Force, so it it is easy to confuse, I understand that. (laughs) Yes. but then when you got out of the service, uh, you then got involved in the software industry. Yes, and what was it that attracted you to the software? I mean, you did it, obviously, you had the skill set, but what was there any pull? Uh, so the, the, the pull was that I saw this, or my dad had been after me for years to get involved in this business because he thought it was going to explode. I don't think he realized how much it was going to explode, but it was um, a career choice that I made after discovering that being an architect wasn't going to work because I just couldn't draw. But the thinking, but the thinking behind the learning to be an architect has served me exceedingly well in my information technology career. Because it requires some kind of architecture, right? Well, absolutely. Yeah. And so overriding <laughs> uh, models and ideals. So you had, as you, you then got into the regional sales. So you've got some yes. sales background and yes. then you were in marketing and then you were a product manager and then you really got involved on the application side with Blue Cross Blue Shield. Yes. So one of the things that I, because of my experience while I was in the Air Force, I got pulled into uh, Blue Cross and Blue Shield to help set the messaging standards for automated claims processing back in the middle 70s. And from there, it looks like, uh, from what I understand, you went on to found a company and you served as CEO of a couple of companies. Maybe you could yeah, so several, talk a actually. about that. One of them was um, a, a managed services company before we had that term uh, as a popular vernacular. So uh, in the early 1980s, I founded a company that um, provide managed services for IBM uh, a- us AS400s, and that was an exploding market. Uh, and so we just took an advantage of a very interesting opportunity with IBM. Then uh, just shortly after that, I created a foundation for what's become the plus network of uh, independent ATMs. So I've, I've been very, very blessed to be involved in some leading edge and bleeding edge products and services. And in one of those uh, positions, you did a turnaround. Yes. 
So, so after selling mainframe software for 15 years uh, and winning a bunch of awards, I loved that sales activity uh, even more than the technology stuff. So uh, I got invited to join us. Uh, a PC software company as VP of sales, uh, six months later took over as CEO. And over the course of the next 30 months, we grew the market cap for that company by 25 fold. This is Tom Laurie. You're listening to the Mentors Radio Show. Today we have Dave Mosby, who is the author of The Paradox of Excellence and is a mentor to thousands of entrepreneurs around the world. So let's come back to um, your work in the software industry. What's interesting to me as you're talking is that sales, architecture, CEO, you've had quite a broad background. Yes. It's kind of scary sometimes. Uh, and it's it's unusual, unusual for that kind of diversity, to have the opportunity for that diversity to play itself out. And that that has managed to help me accumulate lots of scars, because none of that none of that stuff has been smooth. I just rattle it off the tip of my tongue, like, oh, well, this is just this is what happened. Well, it was it was not as smooth as I would like to make it appear. What were some of the most important lessons you learned during this period? Uh, probably what is to to genuinely hold other people accountable and to be accountable to them first. So part of the struggles, part of the scars were as a result of me trying to make life easier for other people and in the process, robbing them of the experience that would enable them to get uh, to learn what they need to do to create the outcomes that we needed. So when you look back, I understand accountability, which is really yeah. a, big, a big issue. Then um, is there anything else looking back that you would have done differently in um, terms of your career progression, learnings, things like that? So the biggest thing is I would have given my my mentors much more appreciation because I had uh, some really fabulous people from the earliest days uh, when I was going to school and learning programming to my first programming jobs in the Air Force, uh, I didn't express appreciation as much as I learned much later in my career. And I'm remorseful about that. And are the mentors that you're talking about both technical mentors as well as interpersonal skill mentors as well as blah, blah, blah? So the, it, the interpersonal skill mentors are probably uh, – they've had more impact than the technical mentors. The technical mentors helped build some basic skills, but leadership is all about people. And what's happened is I've, my roles of leadership have progressed. And so it's I need to say thank you to people like David Paget, who impacted my life in a very powerful way. And that was on the interpersonal side. Yes, and so when we talk to uh, looking for mentors, one of the most important, it sounds like from your background, is find people that can help you on the people side, yes. understanding people, managing. I, as I've learned, it's an art, and it's, it only comes from a lot <laughs> yes. of hard work. Uh, lots of hard work, lots of experience, but uh, experience is a very expensive teacher. Great. Well, we're going to go to break, and when we come back, we're going to – Finish up a little bit on Dave's uh, career path. Then we're going to talk about the Karitsu Forum, the Karitsu Forum Academy, and the uh, I, uh, the E2I a startup boot camp that he founded and leads today. Americans have been traveling down the health insurance highway for decades. But lately, it's been taking us to places we don't want to go. For Christians, it's hard to know which road to take. Or is it? Samaritan Ministries provides a different direction, a biblical path for their members to pray for each other and share financially in each other's medical needs. This idea that Samaritan has adopted from the book of Acts should permeate all parts of our lives, not just health sharing. We, as a body of believers, are living out New Testament Christianity. This is what God intended for the church. 
Looking for a new direction for your health care? Join the hundreds of thousands of Samaritan Ministries members who are faithfully sharing millions of dollars in medical needs each month. For more information, visit us online at SamaritanMinistries.org. That's SamaritanMinistries.org. Are you struggling with how to practice your faith at work? Get answers to your questions and much more on the Catholic Business Journal, focusing on careers and business with a Catholic perspective. That's catholicbusinessjournal.biz. The Catholic Business Journal, generating a return on principle. catholicbusinessjournal.biz. catholicbusinessjournal.biz. Do you want to make a living and live a meaningful life? Is it possible to be financially successful while making a positive difference in the world? Chris Lowney, author of the best-selling business classic, Heroic Leadership, and popular speaker on topics of leadership, corporate ethics, and decision-making, shares with you his 10 simple daily habits to building a better life and world, and how to implement them in his new book, Make Today Matter. Some of these habits include don't win the race, give away your sneakers, be more grateful, and control the controllables. Make Today Matter is a 2018 Distinguished Favorite Book in the Independent Press Awards and makes the perfect gift for anyone in a time of transition, graduating high school or college, beginning a new job, or entering retirement. No matter where you are in life, it is never too late to make today matter. Available everywhere books are sold. Do you want to make a difference in your life? Can you do it in your current job, or do you need a career change? I'm Lucy Claire Curran, and I want to be your new career coach. I excel in creating breakthrough, aha moments for my clients. But see for yourself. For a limited time, get a full coaching session at no cost. One session free. Go to newcareer.biz. That's newcareer.biz. Newcareer.biz. Let's do this. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie, and today we're talking to the founder and CEO of E2I, a boot camp for entrepreneurs. We're delighted with the response that our show has received. If you've missed any of this show or any previous episodes, you can go download our podcast by going to our website, thementorsradio.com. That is thementorsradio.com. And also remember to subscribe while you're there so you do not miss any future shows. All of our content is available for free. Dave, when we were talking uh, in the last segment about mentors, you mentioned David Paget. What is it that made him unique? So um, David Paget was powerful and unique in that he reached out to me. I was uh, going to college and trying to make money to go to pay for college. So I was working at a gas station in a very wealthy part of the state of Kansas called Leewood. Uh, David Paget lived there. He was the head of real estate services for Yellow Freight Systems which is one of the largest trucking companies in the country, even today. But this was back in the middle 1960s. So he took time from his schedule to invite me to come and meet with him to help find um, an, uh, essentially an apprenticeship or um, yeah, an apprenticeship job with an architecture firm. So he took time out of his schedule to get me into his office and introduce me to a whole bunch of uh, architects, all of which looked at my work and said, mm. so, but he took interest in me personally when there was, he had no obligation to do that. So I just think that that's a great opportunity. It's a model for me that I try to use as I'm working with entrepreneurs or even investors, because a lot of new angel investors ha may have resources to invest, but they don't know how to go through the process well. So uh, David Padgett was a great inspiration for me. Thanks. So taking a special interest in others. Taking That's what I heard you yeah. heard loud and clear. Uh, so every, you know, find somebody, find so. Whenever you're feeling depressed, find somebody to help. 
That's uh, that's a just an unwritten principle for me. Well, Keith Ferrazzi wrote a very good book called Never Eat Alone. Yes. Which is all about going out and not thinking about oneself, but going out and taking an interest in others and helping them solve their problems. Absolutely. And, and so that's that is the great satisfaction for me in working with entrepreneurs, investors and innovation centers is many times they have difficulties that they can't see. And so bringing visibility to those challenges and the solutions is a compelling opportunity for everybody. No, it's one of the secrets about helping others, not helping yourself. It's a it's one of those lessons in life as you get older it becomes so clear. Uh yeah. Rather than, and, and it just sets up a, a relationship and trust. It does so many good things. Yes, it does. So when you think back on this, um, were there any real lessons you learned when you, as a CEO of a company, any real lessons you learned about things people shouldn't do when they're running a company? Um, things that just, so I have such a generally positive perspective that uh, what what you shouldn't do um the thing that leaps to mind is exploit people. You can exploit stuff, you can exploit resources, but never, ever, ever exploit people. Always, always reach out to encourage and build up. This is something that I learned in working with Strength Finders um, for many years. So Gallup as an organization that is behind this whole positive psychology movement. And for our listeners, we have a show, one of our early shows with Joe Cavanaugh on StrengthsFinders 2.0 that you can go back and listen to. And I recommend that wholeheartedly. Now, you had an event, a serious event, on January 13th, 2017. That changed your life in many ways, didn't it? Yes, it did. And what was that event? <laughs> the event was I died. And uh, I was, it was, uh, I say that in a little bit of jest, but not much, because my heart stopped, my breathing stopped, everything stopped. I was at a birthday party uh, put on by my oldest daughter, who's a fitness nut. And the birthday party was at a spin cycle club in the south uh, part of Silicon Valley. I'm just pedaling along and poof, everything stopped and I fell off. Fortunately, there were uh, a dozen, there were 45 people there, all fitness nuts. And there were uh, half a dozen people who were expert at CPR and other resuscitation methods. And about after about 12 minutes, I got jump started and I've been in an amazing recovery ever since. You've been energized. Energized. <laughs> so, you got jump started and the, the battery is putting yeah, out a lot so, of energy right yeah, now. So I, I got I got the battery jump charts. I got a bunch of new plumbing. <laughs> uh, and so everything is working great. Uh, I am just I've just been amazingly blessed, which is that's put new energy behind my efforts to be helpful to entrepreneurs, investors, and innovation centers. Uh, this is Tom Laurie. You're listening to the Mentors Radio Show today. We have Dave Mosby, who's the author of The Paradox of Excellence and a mentor to thousands of entrepreneurs worldwide. What? Tell me what the Koretsu Forum is. So Koretsu Forum is the world's largest angel investor network. It was started by Randy Williams in 2000 in response to the dot-com collapse. And... Angel investors are unique in that they make direct investments in emerging businesses. So that, that kind of capsule, encapsulates that. And you were initially, you were involved with them because you had a training program that you developed that people, I believe, had to go yeah. through before they could present. Well, they had the opportunity. That's, that's on track. So one day a month for three months, they got some learning that made it possible for them to be better equipped to tell their story when they got in front of a bunch of investors. And that then morphed into what you're doing today. Yes. And so that restructured into what's now called E2I.Academy. 
and that's one day a week for three weeks with programs that are taught by existing angel investors so that if you're an entrepreneur going through this program, you're going to learn how to say what you need to say to build trust with people who want to invest in your business because they want to, but oftentimes you make it really difficult. And you now are not linked specifically to Koretsu, but you're linked, you're helping a lot of angel groups around the world. Yes. And I was good, had the good fortune just a few weeks ago of coming in when you had a, a group from South Korea. Yes. And that was, and thank you for being there, but uh, that was, uh, have a, a dozen entrepreneurs who had gone through a competitive process in Seoul, Korea, to be able to get a scholarship to come to this two-week program in San Ramon. Well, we're going to go to break, and when we come back, we're going to talk with Dave Mosby, our guest, mentor, about the E2IAcademy.com. No, dot com. No, dot com. E2I dot academy. D2I dot academy. And we're going to talk about uh, capital access, perfect pitch, and investor ready. Do you have a message for our listeners? Imagine right now, instead of hearing these words, you could be hearing your message on the Mentors Radio Show. We offer a multimedia package and special benefits available only for our radio partners. We love to customize a package that best suits your needs and goals. See for yourself. Give us a call at 844-610-8255. That's 844-610-TALK. 844-610-8255. Or drop us a note at thementorsradio.com to learn more. Americans have been traveling down the health insurance highway for decades. But lately, it's been taking us to places we don't want to go. For Christians, it's hard to know which road to take. Or is it? Samaritan Ministries provides a different direction, a biblical path for their members to pray for each other and share financially in each other's medical needs. This idea that Samaritan has adopted from the book of Acts should permeate all parts of our lives, not just health sharing. We, as a body of believers, are living out New Testament Christianity. This is what God intended for the church. Looking for a new direction for your health care? Join the hundreds of thousands of Samaritan Ministries members who are faithfully sharing millions of dollars in medical needs each month. For more information, visit us online at SamaritanMinistries.org. That's SamaritanMinistries.org. Do you have a message for our listeners? Imagine right now, instead of hearing these words, you could be hearing your message on the Mentors Radio Show. We offer a multimedia package and special benefits available only for our radio partners. We love to customize a package that best suits your needs and goals. See for yourself. Give us a call at 844-610-8255. That's 844-610-TALK. 844-610-8255. Or drop us a note at thementorsradio.com to learn more. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie. We're talking to Dave Mosby, our guest mentor for this edition of The Mentors. And we're going to be talking about his boot camp for entrepreneurs, which is E2I.academy. So we got that right. Um First of all, I want to go back a little bit to where you had your near-death experience. Okay. Coming out of that, any changes about how you viewed life and what your uh, – I mean, it had to be profound. Oh, uh, it has been really extraordinary. It has – so very prayerfully, I was considering how do I – okay, now that I have begun to recover pretty well, so what should I do? And the response that I got to my prayers was, I've already given it to you, do it. Oh, and so what? what is that? Was That was this, this learning programs for entrepreneurs, investors, and innovation centers. And so that caused me to focus on the capital access series, that which is normally one day a week for three weeks. And <clears throat> over the last five years, 
25% of the people who have gone through that program have actually been successful raising capital. That's a pretty remarkable success rate. Uh, it, it's uh, five times the industry average. So I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'm very excited. I've been uh, – the faculty is absolutely astounding. Um, and the people who decide that they're going to go through this learning program – because they're spending some money, a couple thousand dollars, they're very committed to making this be successful. And so you've got people who are eager to learn. All of the faculty is eager to share their wisdom and scars because they want to find good businesses to invest in. And the unfortunate thing is, is the vast majority of less than 5% of the entrepreneurs who get a chance to meet an investor resonate with them at all because we don't know how to speak on investors language my time leading a public company uh was an education along those lines how do i speak to investors to get them to buy shares to buy shares at increasing price points and so that equipped me to help work with entrepreneurs to help them get on track and it appears to be working well now we often talk about the entrepreneur creating a startup and creating value, but that's really not the truth, is it? <laughs> so that's, that's another one of those paradoxes or, or myths. So you can't create value. And, you know, people talk about that in many different domains, but all you can do is create something that may be valued by somebody else. And this whole notion about, oh, is that valuable or not? Well, that's kind of like kinetic and potential energy. So the key is to under, and this goes back to the paradox of excellence, is understanding what your customers value. So if we go back, we leave the paradox of excellence and say, there's a good framework for thinking about how you create things and verify that they're valued by their customers. Because it's really dumb if you're creating something and your customers don't give a whit. This follows a little bit of uh, Steve Blank's program to get out of the office and go out and talk to customers. Abs and test, absolutely. And test your ideas to see how they respond to them. You've got, if you don't, yes, you've got to do that. Which and, a lot of people sit together and think, well, this will be terrific, and they don't test it. So this is, this is uh, enough for an entirely separate program. Um, but this whole idea of understanding what your customers value, and then you think about, so how exactly do people express value? There's only two ways. They can either represent you positively to others, or they send you a check. There isn't any other way. That's it. So if nobody's sending you checks and nobody's advocating on your behalf, Whatever it is you're doing is not being valued. Get over it. This is Tom Laurie. You're listening to the Mentors Radio Show today. We have Dave Mosby, who is the founder of E2I.Academy, a boot camp for entrepreneurs. And we're going to talk now with uh, Dave about his uh, program, his boot camp program, which has got three parts to it, capital access, perfect pitch, and investor readiness. And I want to spend some time right now on perfect pitch. Okay. And there's... What I understand, five elements, the big idea, how much money you will need, what will you do with the money, how do investors get paid, and how is the risk of capital mitigated? Got it. If you can go into those quickly, I'd appreciate yeah, so, it. So uh, th th this is all born of investors' big question, and entrepreneurs, by and large, don't really understand or speak to investors' big question, which is, what's the likelihood that by investing with Dave – I'm going to get my capital back at a multiple that's okay with me. As an investor, not as a hobbyist, but as an investor, that's all I really care about. Hmm. So if I don't speak to that, I'm already sunk. So big idea. The big idea says, here's the structural breakdown that's going on in the world. Here's something that somebody want to be able to, some people want to be able to do, but they can't without your gizmo. 
So understanding that new outcome that you make possible for customers, that's the essence of your big idea. And you can't find it without asking them what it is they want to accomplish. What's the new outcome that you make possible? That's the big idea. Once I, as an investor, hear about your big idea, I'll either think, oh, that's either interesting and I'll pay attention or not. But the next thing I want to know is how much money do you want? So the very next thing that you need to speak to is here's how much money you're raising. We are raising $2 million as a convertible note. And that's what we have determined is how much money we need to raise to get the best outcome for our investors. Oh, outcome? Ah, that's next. Because as an investor, how am I going to get my money back? I must get to some kind of a liquidity event for me to get my money back so I can invest it elsewhere. Okay, so I need to be able to speak to, here's how investors get paid. So big idea. Here's how much money we're raising. Here's how investors are going to get paid. Everything else you speak to is going to be risk mitigation. So here's who I am. Here's my team, why we should be trusted with your money. Here's the market, why it's big enough to generate that exit I just described. Here's the product and how it fits into the big idea. Here's my go-to-market plan. Don't talk to me about strategy. Here's my plan. Here's how we're um, out of that plan. Here's my functional forecast. Here's my economic forecast. And here's how we're protecting your intellectual property. If you can get through all of those, and it's possible to do that in two minutes, believe it or not, you will be able to get the attention of investors who care about your business. And with a little bit of time we have in this segment, talk a little bit about the uh, investor readiness. So the investor readiness is I get calls, I get half a dozen calls every week saying, uh, would you look at my deck? And I say, uh, no, but I will listen to your story. And so what I do is if somebody wants to have a structured review then they sign up for the uh, investor readiness. And what I do is I will review what they've done against the model that I just described. I'll have to send those people that call me asking me to look at their deck to talk to you. Uh, so I get that all the time. And one of the funny things is that sending out an unsolicited presentation is dangerous. I, I don't know how to I, – I can't overstate that. It's just – Dangerous. Well, I don't even like to send out a deck to somebody I'm going to meet because I've sat in so many meetings where they've already marked it up and they have never heard the story and their nuances and they read too much into the deck. Absolutely true. And uh, there, there's a lot a lot that's related to that, but, uh, but your, your point is well taken. Make sure you manage the relationships, not the data. Well, great. Great uh, insights. And we're going to cut to our final break. When we return from the break, Dave will share some of his insights from his life that can be of help to all of us. You can like us on Facebook at TheMentorsRadio.com, and you can find all of our show notes and links at TheMentorRadio.com. Hey, there's something new for you at the mentorsradio.com website, a new special offers page. There you'll find unique offers available only to our listeners, you. For example, have you ever wondered if a career coach could help you get to the next level? Find out. For a limited time, a superb career coach is offering you a free session. The offers change all the time, so bookmark thementorsradio.com. That's thementorsradio.com. Thementorsradio.com. There's a new book out that will open your eyes in ways you never expected. It's called Bully of Asia by Stephen W. Mosier, a critically acclaimed author and internationally recognized authority on China. In Bully of Asia, you'll find insightful and timely commentary on the economic and geopolitical rise of the People's Republic of China. You'll learn what China's aspirations for resurgence and hegemony mean for America and the free world. Bully of Asia is a must-read for anyone concerned about China's growing power and influence, and the threat of an increasingly aggressive and militaristic China poses to Western democratic values. To get your copy of Bully of Asia, 
go to bullyofasia.com. That's bullyofasia.com. Find out why China's dream is the new threat to world order. Bullyofasia.com. Do you want to make a difference in your life? Can you do it in your current job, or do you need a career change? I'm Lucy Claire Curran, and I want to be your new career coach. I excel in creating breakthrough aha moments for my clients. But see for yourself. For a limited time, get a full coaching session at no cost. One session free. Go to newcareer.biz. That's newcareer.biz. Newcareer.biz. Let's do this. Do you want to make a living and live a meaningful life? Is it possible to be financially successful while making a positive difference in the world? Chris Lowney, author of the best-selling business classic *Heroic Leadership* and popular speaker on topics of leadership, corporate ethics, and decision making, shares with you his ten simple daily habits to building a better life and world, and how to implement them in his new book *Make Today Matter*. Some of these habits include: don't win the race, give away your sneakers, be more grateful, and control the controllables. Make Today Matter is a 2018 distinguished favorite book in the Independent Press Awards, and makes the perfect gift for anyone in a time of transition, graduating high school or college, beginning a new job, or entering retirement. No matter where you are in life, it is never too late to make today matter. Available everywhere books are sold. And now. Back to the mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. This is Tom Lawyer. We're talking to Dave Mosby, who is the founder and CEO of E2I Dot Academy, where he mentors thousands of entrepreneurs. I'd like first to call out to Sam, who listens with his fellow students at the USC's. Marshall School of Business, and to John in California's Rancho Margarita, who listens to us while he walks. Thanks for your comments and suggestions. Okay, this is our wrap-up segment、uh, where we try to capture some insights beyond your experiences that we've shared. What are your gifts and talents? Us.、Uh, so uh, there's there's uh, spiritual gifts,、uh, which、uh, encouragement and generosity. So,、um, but then there's more technical talents, as、uh, strategy.、Um, let's see, I've actually forgotten them. So my、um, on the bottom of my email, it's got so. <laughs> I can't so look I, at your email, so, so you're gonna have to tell me. I, so,、uh, so a strategy, responsibility, equity, and encouragement. So those are the the Gallup. Top strength finder, top five. Well, your encouragement certainly、yes. comes out throughout the talk we've had today, doesn't it? <laughs> is, yes. And what、um, would you say is the dumbest thing you ever did? We don't have enough time for that. <laughs>、uh, so、um, lessons learned. Lessons lessons learned. So one of the most important lessons was a personal development lesson. So、um, I was. When I ended up at Blue Cross in Kansas City,、uh, I had been—I'd spent five years working with general-grade officers in the Air Force, and so th- those officers were always eager to have a critique of their hypotheses. So they were always looking, even from people who were lower down in the stack, they wanted to get、um, reasoned reviews. And so I thought nothing of, you know, challenging the CIO of Blue Cross, and I was a programmer analyst. Well, that was not appreciated、uh, at Blue Cross. Well, Blue Cross was not SAC headquarters. All right, so I went out and took a Dale Carnegie Human Relations and Public Speaking class because they kicked me out of the staff meetings, <laughs> as because I was, you know, I'd ask all of these really hard questions. Well, I just thought I was being a responsible employee, duh. So I took a Dale Carnegie Human Relations and Public Speaking course. What that means is that every one of us needs to be aggressively engaged 
in our personal development as much as our professional development. And Tom, you used a word earlier that I think is absolutely fabulous, which is integration. So when you integrate your personal life and your professional life, don't try to balance it because it'll never happen. But you can integrate them. And when they both become the same, you've got a uniform uh, you have a uniform personality to the world. And that gets rid of cognitive dissonance and makes it easier to make friends and to be honest with people. So make sure that you do the work to integrate those two aspects of your life. And when you think back about all of the people you've met in your life and all the different roles that they're in, who are the people that strike you as those that get the most joy out of life? What is the thread? So David Padgett was one of those and why he was so inspirational to me was he had a really crazy job. So that was uh, that was one. Um, I've. Uh, well, what's the thread? What was the attribute? What was the thing that they. So he seemed to be joyful. You know, he'd he'd come in and say, but he'd stop by the gas station and we would chat. Well, that was, you know, that seemed odd at the time, but he was just very, very friendly. And that friendliness led me to experience a sense of joy and his willingness to be helpful to others. And real quick here, what book has inspired you the most? The, mo the most inspiring book is the Bible. Uh, after that, it comes um, one, of, one of them is um, Crossing the Chasm. It made me reframe how I thought about a lot of things because the chasm that Jeffrey Moore talks about applies not just to technology marketing, but to change across the board. Well, thanks a lot, Dave, for being with us. We're going to post a link to your book, Paradox of Excellence, and also the I2 the e2i.academy to our website. Remember, if you tuned in late, you can listen to this and past shows by downloading podcasts by going to our website, thementorsradio.com. When you're there, make it easy for yourself and subscribe to future shows. Thank you for listening. We will be back next weekend at this time for the next edition of The Mentors Radio. Until then, this is Tom Laurie signing off for today. Remember to be all that you can be and to keep the candle lit for all who struggle in darkness. It's been The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. To get more information about the program or a sponsor, to download a podcast of today's show, or to leave a question for our host, go to TheMentorsRadio.com. That's www.TheMentorsRadio.com. The preceding program, copyright CBJ, LLC. All rights reserved.